Mishcon Academy Digital Sessions. Conversations on the legal topics affecting businesses and individuals today. Welcome to this podcast as part of Mishcon Rea's Retail Academy, where you can find articles, videos, events and podcasts on legal issues and upcoming legal reforms relevant to the retail sector. In this episode, what are the immigration issues facing the retail sector today? How can retailers use the UK's immigration system to fill job vacancies? And what does the future landscape look like for retailers in an immigration context? Hello and welcome to this Mishcon Academy Digital Sessions podcast. I'm Fran Rance, a knowledge lawyer in the immigration team, and I'm joined today by my colleague Neil Shangavi, Managing Associate in the Immigration and Employment Teams and Business Immigration Specialist. To put this discussion in a bit of context, our listeners will be aware that one of the main themes coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic is that there is generally a shortage of workers in the global workforce. In terms of the UK, experts tend to believe that this is due to a range of factors, such as early retirement, people on long-term sick leave, and of course Brexit, with the removal of the free movement of people from Europe. Current statistics suggest that job vacancies have fallen since this time last year. However, the numbers remain significantly above pre-COVID levels. According to figures from the ONS released last month, the number of job vacancies in the UK stands at approximately 1,020,000. We know this is affecting many industries and that this is an issue for clients in the retail sector. So let's consider the picture for retailers in this space. Neil, what is the current immigration position for retailers and how can they fill vacancies by hiring from overseas? Thanks, Fran. As you say, the shortage of workers in the UK is a live issue for retailers and there are some interesting statistics on this. For instance, according to data from the British Retail Consortium, as at the end of 2022, the wholesale and retail sector accounted for the second largest number of job vacancies. And in the year to March 2023, there were roughly 4.9 vacancies per every 100 workers. So this figure is mainly comprised of retail stores, which accounts for approximately 87% of all job vacancies within the wholesale and retail sector. So let's now look at how the UK's immigration system can actually help with this. So by far and large, the most popular visa category for skilled employment in the UK is the skilled worker visa. This category seems to be working well for employers post-Brexit, and it enables non-British and non-Irish nationals to come to the UK to work for a company which holds a sponsor license issued to it from the Home Office. This category was previously called a Tier 2 General, and in some respects is more business-friendly than its predecessor, but was relaunched as the skilled worker visa in December 2020. The relaunch included various improvements, such as, for instance, removing the cap on work permits in the UK. So it was the case for many years, the Home Office operated a policy where any business looking to move migrants to the UK for their first time to work was subject to pooling that migrant from a total cap of 20,000 across the entire UK, across all employers. So that was a pretty small number if you think back realistically. So that's good that that's gone now. That's a pro-business change. Another change is the abandonment of UK employers required to advertise roles in the UK before applying for a visa on behalf of someone. So for any of your listeners who were working in recruitment, not just within retail, but recruitment across all sectors prior to December 2020, it was the case that employers had to undertake a resident labor market test and go through this static advertising period for at least a month. And then, and only then, could they maybe make a job offer to someone who was a non-UK national to work in the UK. So businesses now, they can abandon that static minimum month loss. They can move straight to making offers. And there's a great deal more flexibility for retailers broadly. 
Another change, the Home Office reduced the minimum salary threshold for sponsored working visas. So this was set at roughly £30,000. It's now fallen to £26,200. However, this is still an expensive option for employers to sponsor people, with most employers having to pay somewhere in the realm of seven to £10,000 in Home Office fees alone to support someone on a five-year skilled worker visa. And unfortunately, visa fees are set to increase again. In fact, just last week, the Home Office made some increases to a few visa categories, and there are upcoming further increases in the pipeline forecast for the end of this year and into next. To what extent can retail clients use the skilled worker route to fill their vacancies? Under the skilled worker route, in order for a migrant worker to be sponsored, their position firstly needs to meet a certain skill level, which is broadly set at school leaver skill level or above, and it must carry a minimum salary requirement must meet that threshold. So that threshold is typically set at £26,200, or if we're putting that in an hourly rate context, that's £10.75 an hour, or the going rate for the job type as set out by the Home Office, and, and businesses need to pay whichever is the, the higher fee. So putting this into some practical terms for retailers, some roles that are eligible for sponsorship under the skilled worker route include retail managers and directors, shopkeepers and proprietors, sales supervisors, visual merchandisers, branch and area managers, and anyone may be involved in the sort of back office or head office data analytics, you know, looking at trends from consumer spending and purchasing. Provided all these particular roles meet the other minimum salary requirements under the skilled worker visa category. However, unfortunately, there are a number of roles within retail and other sectors that simply don't meet this skill level. And in retail, this includes things like sales assistants, retail cashiers, checkout operators, and shelf fillers. These are roles that are not eligible for sponsorship under the skilled worker visa. So broadly, the skilled worker visa category is unfortunately not an effective option for retailers looking to fill lower skilled positions from overseas workers within their businesses. Are there any other options which retailers can use, particularly in the context of roles at the lower end of the skill spectrum? Definitely. There are a number of other options that come to mind. For instance, the UK Ancestry visa is a highly flexible option, which provides a full right to work in the UK, So, which is something very attractive for both retailers as employers and individuals. And this route is open to Commonwealth citizens and a class of British overseas citizens as well that can show that they had a grandparent who was born in the UK. So that's a useful category, not necessarily open to the widest class of people, but very helpful in this context. Another option is the Youth Mobility Scheme, which again is a non-sponsored visa route. And this is open to a cluster of nationals from different countries. But from experience, the countries I sort of see this most being utilized are from nationals from Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. And in each eligible country's case, individuals aged between the age of 18 and 30 are open to apply for a two or three-year fixed-term visa in the UK. And this visa will allow them to work in any role within any business. So again, a great strategic option for retailers looking to hire overseas workers into lower skilled roles. And just something to add to this visa category. In the case of New Zealand, the Home Office have actually increased that age threshold from 30 to 35. So useful. And as of January next year, we'll be doing the same for Canadian nationals. So current change, that's, that's useful and an upcoming pro change as well. And then finally, it's probably worth just also touching on what's now known as the graduate visa. So this is something the Home Office introduced a few years ago in 2021. Now, this is a category aimed at allowing international students studying at UK universities to remain on in the UK after they've completed their study. 
And for the longest time, since 2012, the Home Office actually operated a pretty hostile environment to students moving to the UK to complete degrees and masters and then trying to stay in the UK. It's always a competitive thing to get any job post-university, but it was even, you know, that competitiveness was magnified in the case of overseas graduates. But fortunately, these folks can now stay in the UK for, as I say, two or three years longer. And putting this as a practical example in the context of retailers, think of the situation where you might have, say, international students undertaking a degree at X university. They have a part-time weekend job, maybe working in, in a retail clothing shop as, say, a, a weekend, Saturday, Sunday, sales assistant or cashier assistant. Generally speaking, when their student visa comes to an end, their right to work will come to an end with it. But this is a, a visa category that allows that student to transition straight into the graduate visa and maintain a right to work. In fact, they can even take up full-time work. So really, really useful for, for employers and individuals. So overall, employers could look to take advantage of these routes I've just set out, Fran, and have a think about something outside of the world of sponsorship, which involves fundamentally cheaper costs because sponsorship can be expensive. But it is just worth highlighting that, you know, we're looking at and thinking about any visa category, we need to look at the priorities of the people who are going to actually take this up. So what are the priorities of the retailers? They want people to work and have the right to work. Do they want someone to be able to work for short to midterms? Or do they want people who can be here longer and fill roles permanently? If so, then they really want to be thinking about putting workers into visa routes that allow them to get to a point where they could stay in the UK permanently. So the skilled worker is, is an excellent category for that. But short term, youth mobility, graduate visa, these are routes that do not lead to permanent rights of residence in the UK, but are fantastic for that short to midterm flexibility for UK retailers and wider businesses. Yes, and, and it's also worth noting that individuals who have British family members or family members with indefinite leave to remain in the UK, which you might also hear referred to as settlement or permanent residence, may also be able to apply for a family-based visa, depending on their circumstances. So where a spouse or an unmarried partner of a British citizen holds a visa in this capacity, they don't generally have any restrictions on the type of work they can carry out in the UK. So again, that offers great flexibility for recruitment. And these types of visas can also attract rights of permanent residence in the UK for those that qualify. So another option to bear in mind. Neil, as you've already touched on, Immigration law is an area which is constantly evolving. So how do you see the future trends and developments in this area? And is there anything in particular that retailers should watch out for? Well, in terms of the skilled worker route, I think of the Migration Advisory Committee and what they're doing. So the Migration Advisory Committee, MAC, for ease, are an independent, non-governmental body who advise the government of the day on making informed decisions about their migration policy and helping that to evolve. They've been looking at the Home Office's shortage occupation list. Now, jobs on the shortage occupation list are given some concessions within the immigration rules, which are designed to make it easier for employers to obtain talent and skills which are deemed to be in short supply in the UK. One of the main concessions and advantages of, of a role being on the shortage occupation list is that employers can pay a lower salary threshold. So given the current labour shortages within UK as a whole, and certainly within the retail sector, this list seems, to my mind, ripe for review, and we know that MAC are currently looking at it and will be considering occupations potentially below the skill level, which are currently not eligible for a skilled worker visa, considering whether they could maybe be introduced for eligibility. And by a sort of optimistic comparison, the Migration Advisory Committee released an interim report earlier this year and recommended that for a number of roles within the hospitality and construction sectors, 
they be added to this list? The full report is due this autumn, so I think there might be some optimism there in what we can look to see in that report later in the year. Another change to watch out for follows the government's recent announcement and recent introduction of its increased visa fees across all of the visa categories that it operates in the UK. So I think businesses, individuals should be aware, actually, that this is going to be one of the most significant increases in fees in many years, with most visa categories looking to climb somewhere between 15 and 20%. And for retailers that hold a sponsor license, I think they should bear this in mind when they're looking at their, their recruitment budgets and forecasts for each year. Undoubtedly, many of my retail clients, they, they have immigration budgets. They think about what recruitment fees will be. They think about whether certain roles they might need to recruit from overseas because they're aware that their talent pool for that role typically rests overseas. So they may wish to think about bringing their recruitment plans forward and take advantage of the current fee structure, which is slightly cheaper. And I think finally, as listeners will be aware, the country is preparing for a general election in the UK. The Labour Party is currently conducting a review of the UK points-based system and has been calling on its stakeholders for evidence. So if we end up with a Labour government, it will be interesting to see if they will be more pro or anti-immigration. So I look forward to watching this space. Well, for now, let's wrap up there. I'd like to say thanks so much to Neil Shangavi for joining me for this Mishcon Academy Digital Sessions podcast. The Digital Sessions are a series of online events, videos and podcasts, all available at mishcon.com. And if you have any questions you'd like answered or suggestions of what you'd like us to cover, do let us know at digitalsessions at mishcon.com. The Mishcon Academy Digital Sessions. To access advice for businesses that is regularly updated, please visit mishcon.com.